Okay. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the 20th Century Girls podcast. <laughs> welcome back, everybody. <laughs> uh, we know it has been a long time since you have heard from us. Um, this episode in particular was supposed to come out in August, uh, specifically the beginning of August. Uh, we had every intention of filming it. I mean, recording it. I'm sorry. Um, but life gets in the way. Things happen. Um, but we are here now. We are back, and we are ready to get into our, what was originally going to be a happy birthday Lucille Ball uh, episode, is now, I guess, just going to be a tribute to her at this point. (laughs) I mean, either way, the birthday episodes are tribute episodes, pretty much, so it's fine. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, there, there were some personal things that had to be, we were going to record it, we had days set up. And then exactly. some things that no one would have expected to happen happened in some of our personal lives. So unfortunately, it had to be delayed. But we're here. It's happening. We're back. We're very excited. And we're going to go right on into it to our queen bee, Miss Lucille Ball. It had to happen for Lucille Ball. Like, really? Like, yeah, that happened in the one episode. <laughs> out of that all we- people. For us, Lucy, are you kidding? But Although, uh, to be fair, we missed uh, Marilyn Monroe's as well. Yes. Uh, so yes. that for me was like a second. My goodness, we missed two episodes. Yeah. But, but we're here. Queen Lucy, this is for you. We love you. All right. So Miss Lucille Desiree Ball was born August 6th, 1911 in Jamestown, New York. Uh, unfortunately, her father did die at the age of three, but... Throughout her life, she was pretty much close to her mom and her grandfather. Um, At the age of 14, her mother enrolled her in dramatic school in New York um, because Lucy always had a passion. She would always, like, do little performances with her brother in her house. Um, So she had a little knack for it, or so she thought. (laughs) Um, So she was enrolled in the school where Betty Davis happened to be the star pupil. However, this just blows my mind, but proves that one person's opinion does not matter. Yeah. (laughs) Her teacher said that she should drop out of dramatic school because she had no talent and would never make it into the entertainment industry. Which, of course, is, we look back at now, we're like, um, (laughs) how dare you, first off, and second. (laughs) Woman in comedy would not be what it is today without her. Exactly. So, yeah, that's insane. Like, Anyway, so she obviously did not quit. We had Lucia Ball in our lives, thank God. Um, but she actually, at the age of 17, became a model for Hattie Carnegie, which is clothing, and later on as a cigarette girl. Um, and at this time, she actually dyed her brunette hair blonde. Yes, she's actually a brunette, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and she actually went under the name Diane Belmont for a few years while she was modeling. Which is great. I don't see that name, but I mean, I guess. <laughs> that's so crazy. Why change your name for modeling, though? Like, that's what confuses I me a little know. bit. But, I mean, it was the late 20s. Things were weird. <laughs> true. Things were true. different. <laughs> I mean, Diane, I guess Diane Belmont's just more like sophisticated. Oh, and you such. know, Lucille Ball is not yeah. sophisticated at all. I know. And I mean, and back in the day, I don't know why, but back in the day, 
the very deep voices for women were like sexy and popular. I don't know why that was a thing. So maybe that was, it was all an act and be more adult. I mean, she was only 17, so maybe to be more adultish. Uh, I don't know. That's true. They're all become blonde and lower your voice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, blondes, yep, are always more sought after. Always, even today, pretty much. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so she did continue to act eventually, but she really did not have any any success um or she had many uncredited roles if you go on her imdb you can actually see a whole list of movies and there's at least like 10 to 15 of them where it says uncredited so pretty much it's like extra maybe a line like a word or two maybe but usually it's just background yeah um one of my favorite fun facts though she was in a film called roman scandals in 1933 and to where the girls had, the showgirls, I think, um, had to shave their eyebrows. So Lucy shaved her eyebrows, and they never grew back. <laughs> so I know one of, one of the quotes she's, she says is, that's the very first thing she reaches for in the morning is her eyebrow pencil. Because heaven forbid anyone sees her without eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, for drawing them on, they always looked amazing. Like, Oh, yeah. She <laughs> perfection. She got she perfected yeah, she that. <laughs> I mean, as you would for doing that for the rest of her life. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So, she started, she did that for several years. Um, her first credited role was in Chatterbox in 1936. Um, one of my favorite things I found out several years ago, which I was super excited about, she actually had a few small roles in Fred Astaire and Ginger Roger films. Hmm. I was like... Because I've seen Fred and Ginger movies when I was younger, and then I found out Lucy was in some of them. I was like, no way! And then I had to look it, look it up, and yep, she's usually blonde in them. <laughs> so that's yeah. why you would never know. <laughs> um, so at least, I believe she did three, maybe four. The ones I know of for sure are Roberta, Top Hat, and Follow the Fleet. I believe Follow the Fleet, she, I haven't seen Roberta actually, but Follow the Fleet, she probably has the majority, or the most lines out of the three. And Top Hat, she is the flower girl. So if you go watch that movie, keep an eye out for Lucy. An interesting fact I found, actually, she auditioned for Gone with the Wind. Yes, I did. Uh, I do remember hearing that. And I was looking up a bunch of stuff about Gone with the Wind after we watched it. So huh. that's so interesting. I can't see it, though. But no, yeah, definitely <laughs> not. Not at definitely all. Love her, okay. but definitely not. No. <laughs> Um, but finally, in 1940, she went on to this film that originally was a Broadway musical, but adapting it into a film called Too Many Girls, where um, she just, you know, happened to meet uh, the man she was going to marry, Mr. Desi Arnaz, <laughs> who, fun fact, if you don't know, I feel like the majority of people know now, but, not, but back then, not so much. Uh, she was six years here, his junior. Did I say that correctly? Her junior. Six years, her junior. junior. His junior. He was younger. His junior, yes. (laughs) She is six years older than him. Yes. Just going to say it flat out, not be fancy with this. She's six years older. (laughs) He was 23. She was 29. There we go. Um, Which, even today, is not something you hear about that often. The girl. Yeah, I don't For the girl being older. Yeah, usually it's the guy that's significantly older. It's like, oh, okay. But the girl being older, that's interesting. Yeah. But, but I, mean, um, I guess it's, yeah. it's not the biggest age difference I've ever heard of. Like, 
But obviously, if you know Lucille Ball, Desi Arnaz, they had a very passionate romance. I think they got married within nine months of knowing each other. I think so. It was very quick. At least to me, it's very quick. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, by that standard, I could imagine it might not be too, too quick, I guess. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's different in my opinion. Like, every couple is different. Yeah. So. Some people it works, some people it doesn't. (laughs) I mean, 29, she was older. Um, yeah. So that's fine for her. 23 to me is very young. Um, but I, so my friends got married at 20, 21. So yeah, yeah I know, it's different. I, I know people who got married at 21. So I mean, we're 24. So yeah, I guess it's not that most insane thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that weird. Just, I think every couple's different and mm-hmm. they, they obviously had this very passionate romance and loved each other. So so as time went on in their marriage, uh, Desi, he kept doing films, but he was mostly involved in his band that was usually traveling around the country or based in New York, while Lucy was based out in Hollywood. And so she actually was getting decent success um, and became known as the queen of the B-movies. So she had a lot of starring roles, but it was mediocre films, nothing Oscar worthy. Um, yeah. But it's like, oh, I hear this. I've heard of that one. Um, but she finally is getting the starting roles. So then in the late 1940s, radio actually became a very popular medium in households at the time. So mm-hmm. Lucy decided to dive into that, give it a try. And so 1948, she joined the show My Favorite Husband. Now, you guys should actually go check this out. It is on Spotify. I've listened to a few episodes. Megan, you, you've listened to it, haven't you? I've listened to a few episodes. Yeah. It's different. So. It's different. It's cute. It has good moments, but it's, it's different than the typical I Love Lucy. But mm-hmm. that is the show that was I Love Lucy was actually based off of because yes. Lucy is still her cra- like crazy antic wife. Um, she didn't go as Lucy though. She went as yeah. She went as Liz, I believe. Yeah, Liz and I cannot I'm remember blanking. the husband, but <laughs> Larry was going to be the name for Desi. But they changed that. I'm blanking on it, it really too. Doesn't no. <laughs> yeah, um, it is a little different. They're more mid high class um, mm-hmm. couple, um, and she's married to a white man. Which, of course, back then yes. that is what you would expect. And she would not marry his Why? Why? I don't know. <laughs> Why would you do that? Um, but it's still cute. I definitely, yeah. Spotify <laughs> definitely recommend go listening to, and then you can compare it to I Love Lucy. Um, the thing I really love is the writers for the show are the same writers for I Love Lucy. So Lucy and Desi created I Love Lucy. They brought those writers along mm. and, you know, masterpiece. The rest is history. <laughs> of course. Um, it is a CBS show. So, of course, that's why it's um, very similar. It was successful, too. I would say it, it ran for a few years, but it, it yeah. was pretty successful. I mean, it was successful enough for them to you know eventually i guess i don't even know i don't know if i would say convert it to i love lucy like i don't know it was obviously it brought lucille ball into like a different light yeah definitely yeah so it was successful enough so then after that show ended of course if you listen to any of our past episodes you know that lucy and desi wanted well they were struggling with the relationship and they were going Mm -hmm. to divorce but then they thought, you know what? Here's an idea. <laughs> Therefore, I Love Lucy was born. 
And so they went on the road as a couple performing the actual pilot, um, which became very, very successful theater show. Therefore, CBS was like, hey, you seem believable marrying a Latino guy. Sure, let's go for it. Which is crazy. And- it's believable. <laughs> exactly. It's like, they won't believe that you're married to a Latin guy. Well, why wouldn't they? Because I am actually married to a Latin guy. Exactly. (laughs) It's the truth. Therefore, then her most iconic role, Lucy Ricardo, was born. (laughs) And we have I Love Lucy, which is still on TV. I believe it is the longest running TV show to ever not be taken off TV. Yeah, because you can still catch like reruns mm-hmm. of it. Different. It's at like five in the morning, but it's it's still there somewhere. Hey, that was half the way it. I was introduced to I Love Lucy. So, mm-hmm. oh, I lo- yeah, I love watching. I was like, oh, it's seven a.m. Okay, I'll get up and I'll go watch Lucy. Yeah, I Love Lucy ended up having six very successful seasons, including some special seasons called the Lucy Desi Comedy Hours, season seven, eight, and nine. Those ones are hour episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just so good. Obviously, you know Megan <laughs> and I love it, but. Oh, it's just it's it's the best medicine when you're sick. Honestly, I think that was one of my um, favorite uh, COVID quarantine purchases because mm-hmm. I didn't own the whole set. I remember when I first watched I Love Lucy, I borrowed it from you. <laughs> so that was what that was. And then over quarantine, I was like, not all the episodes are on Hulu. I Love Lucy is on Hulu. Most of it is. Yes. Yeah, um, so you if do... you're starting out, you can check out there. Exactly. But you do miss a couple really key episodes. Yeah. Just um, go buy it. it yeah. It's worth the purchase. It wasn't it's 100% that it, it was worth like, the investment. Yeah. It was like, I think it was like 30, 30, 35 bucks for like a whole box set. Mm-hmm. Um, and it included the Lucy Desi comedy hour on DVD. So I was so yes. excited about that. I was like, oh my goodness. I was really hoping it would have it. <laughs> yes. And in the Lucy Desi comedy hours, they bring in a lot of, well, actually, throughout I Love Lucy, but specifically the hour episodes, um, each episode has a special guest celebrity star, Mm -hmm. like big time celebrity star, which obviously shows how big of a show this was. This was the sitcom. Yeah. And some episodes even even have like some really big names. And it's funny to me because when I first watched I Love Lucy, I didn't know so much about like, and it's funny to me because we talk about, um, like big Hollywood names and things mm-hmm. like that now on this podcast. But at the time, I think I was in middle school when I watched this. I watch it back now and I'm like, oh my God, they were in this show. Yeah. Oh, I so- absolutely <laughs> learned all the, all the old Hollywood names I've learned from Lucy. Yeah. That is where it all began. And then I did, dived into research and yeah, the rest is history. I learned everything from Lucy. This is probably <laughs> how our 50s inspired passion. I'm pretty came sure this about, is where it sure. started. And mm-hmm. then look at where we are today. <laughs> exactly. We have a podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of big events happened during their filming. Um, one being the Red Scare. If you don't know what that is, that was when communism was a big no no in mm-hmm. America. Um, and so, I, what were they called? The how the how HVAC H something, the House of Un American. Oh, history <sighs> buffs know it. Probably should have written this down. <laughs> anyway, the, I mean it's kind of a history lesson, but not a history lesson. Anyway, so 
the anti-communist parties pretty much found out that Lucy was actually registered as a communist um, on our political party. However, since everyone was being blacklisted, they found out you're communist or even assumed you're communist. You're blacklisted. You're lucky if you ever work in town again. Yeah. So this was terrifying for them because they were doing so successful. Lucy was never political that we could tell that was shown anywhere. She was never really political. Yeah. And ex- there's no, there's no like record or anything. I mean, obviously there is the record of her. Yeah. Technically registering as a communist. Yes. That was in 1936. Like she. Yeah. Back in the day. That is a completely different thing. Her, her, it was said that her grandfather was a communist and you know, like. When you're in the family, it's like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. I'll just do it, too. Yeah. She only registered as communist because her grandfather's communist, and she loved her grandfather. Mm-hmm. So, of course, communism could have been very different in the 30s versus it was in the 50s. So, that got yeah. her in big trouble. Um, and Desi supported her, obviously. He was fighting for her every single day, talking to reporters, just yeah. everyone. Which we talk about that in our Desi episode, if you guys mm-hmm. want to listen to that. Yeah. Shameless plug. Go yeah. listen to our Desi episode. <laughs> um, yes, we love but that. Yeah, that was a big thing that they kind of had to deal with. They really did. The yeah, because if the committee didn't believe him, Lucy would have been cut down and after two or three seasons, I think. Yeah. It's still pretty early on. Well, and it's crazy. Like, if you ever really want to look up the one of the craziest moments in Hollywood, it was these... Um, I don't remember what the trials were called. I'm, I'm not a major, major history person, but, like, these trials for these Hollywood celebrities were insane. Mm-hmm. And some of the yeah. people who were tried and blacklisted, it would surprise you. <laughs> yeah. You, they so, lost everything. Like, whether you were communist or not and you were just accused of it, you lost everything. Exactly. So the fact that they came out of this is insane and huge. Yeah. Um, I remember Desi saying, like, the only thing read about Lucy is her hair. Yes. <laughs> One of the best quotes. Um, <laughs> but moving on to something a little more positive, Lucy won an Emmy as Best Female Comedian in 1953 for Ella Lucy. Yes, queen! Mm-hmm. And she also won um, the Emmy for Best Situation Comedy in 1953 and 1954. And another one of my favorite facts about TV history, Lucy history. <laughs> in the episode, Lucy Goes to the Hospital. That reached 15.105 million homes, according to the Nielsen ratings. That's an average 44 million viewers at the time. Yeah, which... I mean, we've talked about it before that her being pregnant on that show alone was like mm-hmm. a huge, that was humongous. That like, she's the first to ever do exactly. that. Which um, that is, I love the episode yeah. so much where they announce it. It's one of my yeah. favorites. <laughs> so Lucy goes to the hospital. They actually aired that episode the same night that her son, Desi Ernest Jr. was born. Mm-hmm. The thing I really love about this is that this episode had more viewers than the than President Eisenhower's inauguration, which was really? the same. It was the same day or the day after, something like that. Oh my but god! But Lucy had more epi- more viewers than the president did. I wow. freaking find that hilarious. And something else I found that was the only one that surpassed. Let me see if or er, let me see if I read this right. 
the only other television episode that could surpass Lucy's was when uh, Elvis made his first appearance on the Ed Sullivan show. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that reached 60 million viewers on September 16th, 1956. That was the oh only thing goodness. that surpassed that at the time. And oh I was like, God. you know what, Lucy, Elvis, Keenan Glean, that makes me happy. You know what? Both very deserving. So it's Absolutely. fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then another one, definitely one of me and Megan's favorites is uh, when Lucy does the tango. Um, <sighs> if you haven't seen it, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it's great. Um, so she has, uh, she's doing the tango with Ricky and they can never get the final turn right. I'm looking at Megan <laughs> right now, guys, and she is laughing, trying to hold it in. So they're, they're doing the dance. The ending does not turn out the way they, they want to ever. So they want to practice before they have to perform it. But a whole thing happens with chickens laying eggs, yada, yada, yada. So Lucy and Ethel decide to put a whole bunch of eggs in their blouse and pants. Lucy has like a dozen at least in her blouse. Yeah. Therefore, they do the turn and she smacks right into Desi where all of the eggs just crack and melt all over Lucy's body. That, and of course, they have live audience recordings. Yes. That is the longest recorded laugh in history, averaging a little over a minute. Because it's perfect. They just <laughs> let it go. You can hear Lucy's mom laughing in the background. It went on for a whole minute. And in addition to that, another fact, Lucy being the wonderful actress that she is, she wanted a very natural reaction to, you know, eggs cracking and getting all over her body. Mm -hmm. She did not practice that at all. So when that happened, that was the first time that actually happened to poor Lucy. So that is her natural reaction. She is not acting there, guys. That is her (laughs) natural reaction. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So in addition to I Love Lucy, uh, Lucy and Desi also made two films together called The Lawn Lawn Trailer and Forever Darling. Um, Both very cute movies. Slightly cheesy. Not for everyone. They weren't, again, Oscar nominated or anything. Yeah. But people loved it because it was still Lucy and Desi together. Although they weren't Lucy and Ricky, they still had that antics going on and frustration. Yeah, they I want so badly to see these movies. I've been trying for so long. It's just, ugh, I really need to at some point watch them. Mm-hmm. Um, I but... have both of them. So whenever you come by, we'll, we'll watch it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll plan something for yes, sure. Because yes. I've been dying to watch these movies yes. for so long. But the little clips that I've seen, they seem to have like that very similar dynamic. But you can just tell that it's not Lucy and Ricky exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. Like, again, we had so much Lucy and Ricky from I Love Lucy. Like, so much and yet not enough. I know. Oh. <laughs> All right. So we're going to backtrack a little bit here. Go back into their personal lives. Um, something that specifically Lucy, but both Lucy and Desi really wanted were children. Um, that would have been, that pretty much would have been the highlight of their life. Um, so when they first got married they actually ended up having three miscarriages um which took them really hard of course that's never easy um lucy was older too so of course that's gonna be more difficult to conceive um but they believe like oh 
because they weren't married in a church initially. So uh, then they thought, okay, well, I believe Desi's mom said this could be the reason because you weren't married in a church. So then they ended up having a kind of a yeah. second wedding no, they in mentioned a church. It in his book, like they talked about how um, that was some of the like superstitious beliefs. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So they got remarried again in a Catholic church. And then somehow that superstition became real because then <laughs> they were pregnant with their first child, which was Lucy Arnez in 1951. And she was actually, I believe, like the pilot. Yeah, the pilot episode. Um, Lucy was pregnant with her. <laughs> oh, my. So I think it was the pilot or second episode. You could see she's kind of big. She's not fully covering the pregnancy. Yeah. But she's kind of bigger. And you're like, oh, during this time, this would be perfect timing. So pretty much right before I Love Lucy first aired is when Lucy Arnaz is born. Yeah. And then, of course, like we said, um, in 1953, when the Lucy Goes to the Hospital episode aired, that is when their second child, Desi Arnaz Jr., was born. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote something that Desi Arnaz said. It's like, we have a boy and a girl. Now we have everything. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Ugh, my heart. Which it's, I always... I think half the reason that I love the scene where they, like, announce that, you know, I guess where they announce, like, Lucy and Ricky are having a baby, um, the emotion on when that. They cry, yeah. Uh, yeah, that emotion is so real. hmm Because they were struggling to have one in the first place. Exactly. It's the fact that they were now having another is just so beautiful. So, like, I just, I love that emotion so much. Mm-hmm. It's just the sweetest, most, mm, it's perfect. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, they are proud parents of two children, which were their life. Um, But now we're going to move forward again. In 1960, unfortunately, the relationship did suffer again, and it did finalize in divorce, um, which makes me very, very sad. They they struggled for a little bit, um, but... In the end, they still they were each other's love of their lives, and yeah, like if you look at like um, uh, interviews and stuff, like uh, Desi had photos of Lucy in his room. Lucy had photos of Desi in their room while they were married to other people. By the way, yeah, it's and like and and the other spouses knew like nothing. Like they're better as friends now, but nothing will compare to the love that they had. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't know. I see it as, like, I think, like, if they're better off as friends, that's how they should be. And obviously, they have two kids together. They love each other. That's not ever going to change. Just, you know, it happens. And their relationship was tumultuous, like, almost from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, it kind of culminated in all this. And yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, so they were married for nine, I think just short of 20 years, te- if you want to get technical with the months and stuff, I think just short yeah. of 20 years. Um, and so then right after that, Lucy actually bought Desi's share of Desi Lou, and Queen became the very first female to head a television production company. Mm-hmm. I remember someone on Twitter said, oh, the first female lady to do this was this person, like the 80s. And I'm like, no, you need a better fact checker. Because I was <laughs> the only person that said this. But check yeah. Lucille Ball, y'all. She was the first. The, the first. See, this woman just did so many firsts on I Love Lucy. 
and just in the entertainment industry alone. Ugh, love her. And backtracking just a little bit again, uh, right before the Lucy show came on, um, she actually remarried pretty quickly, about a year, year and a half after her divorce. She wasn't planning yeah. on getting remarried, actually. It was not yeah, in the plan no. at all. <laughs> um, but again, she married a younger man, this time 13 years, her junior, um, to Mr. Gary Morton, who was a comedian at the time. And yeah, they were married together up until her death. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also actually, he, she taught him the ropes of like the entertainment industry and backstage stuff. So he actually produced a lot of the Lucy show episodes. Yeah. Um, here, Lu- here's Lucy. A lot of the stuff she worked on, he helped produce. And I believe he was also um, like the warm up guy for the audience for a couple episodes um, for the Lucy show. Uh, but yeah, something new that I never knew about, and I think Megan didn't know either, was that... I didn't. <laughs> Lucy had a CBS radio show called Let's Talk to Lucy from 1964 to 1965. How did I never know that? I have no... I didn't actually learn about this until... Um, it's weird. My dad actually was the one who told me about it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Um, I, I didn't know anything about it, and I remember one day he had texted me. He was like... Hey, there's a Lucy show on Sirius XM. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I researched this, and then I heard about that on Sirius XM, and I'm like, no freaking way. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And then I remember um, he gave me access to Sirius XM, like, which I'm loving because they also have an Elvis radio where it's just nonstop Elvis music and it's perfection and I adore it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Of course. Backtracking. um, They were playing Let's Talk to Lucy for a little bit. I don't, I wish they were still playing it. I really do. They stopped after a little while. Oh, I know, but I did get to listen to a lot of it, which cause like every single day when I was driving, I would just turn it on. (laughs) Um, It was basically just like, her interviewing a bunch of different celebrities and it was cool to like you heard all these like I don't know I just thought it was so interesting and then there were people that like weirdly I never realized were like these like I don't know I guess my biggest example you know the movie Grease right of course the principal I did not know that, that was, was her. <laughs> I just found that out maybe in the last year or two. I had no idea either. Oh my god, like, I had no god, idea. That's Eve Arden. Oh my god. I had no idea. And I felt so stupid, honestly, because I was listening to this episode. And um at the same time that I was listening to the episodes, I've been rewatching um, well, half rewatching, half watching, uh, Bewitched, mm-hmm. which I've told you about i think a couple times um and there is an episode there where uh i guess spoilers if you want to watch it uh samantha and darren end up having their first child and she's also the nurse (laughs) oh my gosh yeah eve arden is the nurse who like delivers that baby and it's a hilarious episode she's hilarious oh my gosh Uh, and of course she makes she's in the episode with lucy of course. Lucy goes to <laughs> Hollywood. Is this this One person or this best. person? Uh, it's Eve Arden. <gasps> you, you touched, touched her. her. <laughs> um, oh, guys. Yeah. No idea that was her. Um, she was one of the episodes that I happened to catch um, that she was interviewed for. Oh, that's um, so cool. 
very interesting life uh, made me actually want to look into more of her stuff because it talked about like her and her kids you get to kind of hear about all these different celebrities and like a different light so I thought that was so awesome so I love it I love listening to to it. it if you find a way to listen to it do because you know you learn more about lucy too Mm -hmm. honestly she talks about her kids her marriage like all that kind of stuff so Uh, i want to listen to it so much hopefully there will be a way there will be a way one of the first podcasters too you guys how crazy back in the 60s (laughs) queen queen lucy as we always say um all right moving on in 1968 she actually did a movie that was pretty successful that I grew up watching I, – I don't think it really hit me that it was Lucy. Like, I obviously knew it was her, but it really didn't hit me. Yeah. But Yours, Mine, and Ours with Henry Fonda, who, if I... you don't know, is Jane Fonda's father. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that was her. Yeah. I think – I don't even remember who was the one who told me that – because I grew up on the remake. Okay, yeah. I think it was me. I think – I'm pretty sure I told you. And I remember when the remake came out, we were very young, but I remember watching it and like, "Mm, no, it's not Lucy. It's not the original. So I never watched it. Yeah. And I think I told you and you're like, Lucy's in the original? I didn't even know there was an original. Yeah. There's an original of everything nowadays. I had no idea because I grew up watching the remake. Like that was one of Mm -hmm. me and my siblings. That's Dennis Quaid, right? Yeah. See, that's the only reason I would watch it. Yeah, I like Dennis Quaid, so I'd watch it for him. But I'm like, yeah, "Mm, it's not Lucy. So, no. So it had like people that, you know, were on TV at the time. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Um, That is my dog. So sorry if you've heard her throughout the episode. I, you know, you guys know I have a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all know I have a dog. She's a bit annoying, but yeah. So back to yours, mine, and ours. she, I had no idea it was a remake. So I remember it was either you or our friend Aaron who told me that it was a remake. Oh, it was definitely me. Like, I, re- I remember it now. <laughs> I just am like, oh, my goodness. So finally, re- I finally watched, um, you know, the original. It was very good, obviously, you know. I think the remake holds a special place in my heart because that was my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, that's so but, strange that that's like part of our because I remember when it came out but I didn't think we were that young yeah we were young that's crazy hmm. wow I remember seeing it like on the billboards stuff yeah <laughs> oh that's so crazy <sighs> but yes as we know Lucy really really was a big part of the entertainment industry everyone loved her some of her lifelong friends included Vivian Vance, Ethel, of course, mm-hmm. Gil Gordon, Bob Hope, who she ended up doing three films with. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that when um, they were both at an award show, they would be like, okay, are you getting an award and I'm presenting or am I getting an award and you're presenting? <laughs> it's one or the other. Yeah. Which I, oh, I love. Um, and of course, Mary Jane Croft and Southern and... Carol Burnett, of I course. Carol Burnett. Um, um, she's yeah. one of the. Um, I remember I was watching a documentary one day. I think I was at my grandparents' house, and um, she spoke in the documentary because obviously we still have Carol Burnett. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'd always say like Lucy would send her flowers every year on her birthday, and mm-hmm. her birthday is actually April twenty sixth. 
mm-hmm. um, yep. which is a day we will get into in just a bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I always thought that story was so sweet and so cute. Yeah. And then going back to Bob Hope, too, who did appear on I Love Lucy episode. Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so funny. Um, but uh, they actually on her her very last public appearance was at the Oscars and they presented an award together. Mm-hmm. And that was the last Oscars that did not have a host up until the year um, that we recently had where Kevin Hart was supposed to be the host and then they told him he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I'm just like, that's crazy. Wow. And of course, when both Bob Hope and Lucille Ball walk out on stage together, you're getting a gigantic standing ovation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Insane. Um, in addition, in 1986, she actually received a Kennedy Center Honors Award. Very mm-hmm. special. I believe Ronald Reagan was the president at that time. So that's kind of funny because, you know, he was an actor. So they probably knew him way before then. Yeah. Um, but I believe that is also the year that Desi Arnaz passed away. Um, yes. Just, just a couple days prior, day before. I think so. Because so, I remember we talked about um, the letter. Yeah. He was he was out. going to present or talk to Lucy at the award show, but unfortunately he passed away a few days short. So you can see Lucy like whole trying very hard to hold her tears in. And it's just, Oh, my heart, my heart, my heart. (laughs) Um, but then in also in April, 1989, um, unfortunately she found out that she had a dissecting aortic aneurysm. Therefore she had to get surgery for a valve replacement. Mm Mm-hmm. The surgery seemed to be successful. Um, unfortunately, about eight days later, she did die in the morning of April 26, 1989, from an abdominal aortic aneurysm. So I always thought it was from the surgery. Online, it says it's not from the surgery. That could be a little bit of a mix-up. I don't know. I'm it's, pretty sure it was the heart. But I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, at that point, um, like, it, I would conclude it was from the surgery. If yeah, you really think about it. It makes sense. Yeah. Um. Again, as we said, we would re-mention the day, April twenty-sixth. Mm-hmm. Um. By far, one of the saddest stories, actually. Oh my uh, god! Yeah. I just I don't know how she even lived. Carol Burnett lived. Like, I have from no that idea. day on. I remember, like in that interview, she talked about how um she heard about the passing that morning, mm-hmm. and it's her birthday. Like yes. again. And apparently she went into her dressing room that day and there was a bouquet mm-hmm. and a card that Lucy had written. Yep. And she'd sent, obviously, prior. <sighs> oh, and dude, I have chills just thinking <laughs> of that. Oh, my God. And it still showed up on her birthday, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how she could ever celebrate her birthday after that. Because Carol Burnett, like, she idolized Lucy, of course. Mm-hmm. But they became such close friends. Yeah. You can see such similarities in their comedy, too. And... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God, chills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Lucille Ball was cremated and interned at Forest Lawn Cemetery up until 2002, when her children actually took her remains back to Jamestown. And put them in her, the family's plot over there. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which sucks because I went to Forest Lawn Cemetery last year now. 
Oh, and I would have loved to see her, but of course. But someday I will go to Jamestown, New York, and I will pay my respects to Miss Lucia Ball. <laughs> it's going to happen. Honestly, same. I need to see that museum, too. So, oh, so much, yes. <laughs> so, yes, museum, as Megan mentioned. They do have the Lucy Desi Museum. Lucia Ball, Desi Arnaz? Uh, it's the Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz Museum Center for Comedy. Thank you. <laughs> Very long title. We're just going to leave that in. Like, as Megan said, there is that museum That's okay. <laughs> where they have replicas of the stage and props and costumes. And mm-hmm. God, I cannot wait to go someday. Hopefully One day. Soon. It has to happen. Oh, yes. That, that's been on my bucket list for a while, too. Um, in addition to that, to honoring her legacy, she also has two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. One for TV and one for, I believe it was film as well, because she was mm-hmm. the queen of B-movies. Um, and she, like we said previously, she paved the way for female comedians today. Like, if you watch any interview of any famous comedian, comedian, excuse me, mm-hmm. they'll say, like, oh, Lucy. Car- usually Carol Burnett, Lucy. But it, it always started with Lucy. Like, yeah, it I was all say, even if you started say with Carol Lucy. Burnett. That started with Lucy. Exactly. Carol Burnett, like, idolized Lucy, so. Exactly. Uh, So, yeah, Lucy has become the greatest comedian of all time, and it's the queen of comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love in the What's My Line episodes, the old ones where you guess what the celebrity was. I Oh, I love watching these episodes. Fred Astaire's is hilarious. Mm -hmm. But Lucy and Desi did a couple and um, one of the it, it took it took the judges or the guess I guess guessers yeah a couple of guesses at first but then one guy I'll never forget he was like oh I know who it is and everyone's like well it was like I I I know who it is it, it's the it's the greatest comedian of all time Lucille Ball and like like they're so in awe by it and Lu- even Lucy like anytime she gets complimented like she truly takes it to heart. As if she doesn't believe it. And she's just like kind of shocked by that comment, but still like very gracious with it. I just, I love his reaction. Greatest comedian of all time is Lucille Ball. Like, no big deal, but it's crazy. Like, I would even, like, you think about like how we talked about in the very beginning of this episode where like her instructors were telling her, like, you wouldn't make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And here she is, this, here she is now being called the greatest comedian like mm-hmm. ever so she also did receive a cecil b demille award in 1977 at the golden globes mm-hmm. and was also her and i love lucy together nominated for 13 primetime emmys and winning four of them yep she has That's a couple big back then it's huge so yeah. especially like we all know the emmys are like the tv awards so the mm-hmm. fact that it was so well deserved. <laughs> yes. And therefore, okay. Lucia Ball has become our queen of comedy forever and ever and ever. And we love her. Of course. Ugh. So, happy birthday, Lucia Ball. We love you. <laughs> Obviously, I love Lucy. We, we, we all love Lucy. Um, personally, for me, Lucy, I believe, if I like really dive back in... I think Lucy is the first person that like inspired me to want to be an actress and like specifically like sitcoms and stuff. Mm -hmm. It started with Lucy. I'm like, that looks like so much fun and you're making people laugh. 
and like and she has a legacy to live forever and it's i i love it so thank you lucy for inspiring me um and just being the best medicine like always for whatever i'm sick with anything and everything or if you're just down and want to cry put lucy on and i promise you you will feel better you're definitely right um it is just one of like my favorite things to like whenever you're down it's there are certain like episodes specifically too that are like okay if i put in this episode i will feel okay i'll feel better um me and you we have certain clips and episodes that send to each other no matter what (laughs) yeah designated episodes (laughs) It does not matter what is going on. I swear every single time I watch it, I, um, I'll i watch it through the first time and then I have to rewind, rewind. it. Yep. And then send like, it. All right. It's time to rewind and send this to her. Oh, yeah. There, I- there's times with I'm watching with my mom, like Lucy, Elvis, whatever. And I, I'll pause it. And my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, hold on. I have to send this to Megan. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> so funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. So it just, and that even just makes me so happy. Like, and that's what started, like, the whole things I love about, um, like, vintage fashion. Part of it was, like, oh, my God, her, some of her dresses. (laughs) Stunning. Fascinated by how they dressed back then. And that caused, like, a ripple effect into, okay, I want to look into um, some of these things and, I want to recreate some of these outfits and all this stuff. So, like, it's a weird thing that kind of jump-started that for me. Because um, it's not something you really think about. Like, how much of... She was one just a comedy icon, but she was a style icon. Like, yeah. So, thank you, Lucy. And we love you, Lucy. I miss this. <laughs> Personally. Um, so... Stay tuned for our next episode. Um, we will let you guys know on our Instagram uh, when that will be. Thanks, guys.